0: Nothing happened since you've been on the show last. <laughs> no, no, nothing. nothing
1: I know, I know. It's interesting um, times to be awake. Awake. <laughs>
2: or awake. Or, or awake. No, right. Or awake. Well. <laughs> also awake, yeah. It is it is still <laughs> disastrously early for recording a podcast.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I can only um, think of yeah. one time
2: we recorded earlier than this and that didn't go very well, so <laughs> we'll see how today goes. I mean during the adapter week
0: we usually record fairly early.
1: Yeah. What? The
0: what? In, in-person session? Oh. When
1: we
2: were at... Oh. Um. No, oh not, not at 7 a.m. No. Oh, well...
1: That's, like, the earliest well, slot you can get in the lab, up- so, like, 9.
2: Dub <laughs> dub is
0: is in California, so only California time matters for this discussion. It's currently one PM California time and we recorded last time at eleven thirty. yeah, this
2: is still early for you, hey. (laughs) Oh you've had your you've had your your daylight savings change over. It's one PM we are. I thought it was midday. Gotcha. No. Oh that explains why you're okay with starting at six (laughs) thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was pushing my luck. <laughs> no.
1: And we went up at eleven thirty. Uh, it's it's nice. fine. We're good. Yeah. All
0: right. No, no, I i really like uh PDT. It's much nicer than PST. I
1: know. It at works least... a lot better on our schedule because we tend to stay up quite late and mm. therefore we get more. And fun. it's also
0: nice to like you kinda even even though we work from home and we work way more than nine to five. Uh it's still nice that you know it's after work hours, but it's still light outside. Yeah. You know, sunset at seven is quite nice. You can go I mean now you can't go out and do anything anymore, but uh in for the could... brief two days before uh all of the madness kicked in, you, you could enjoy some outdoor time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's uh it's
2: a weird state of the world, isn't it?
1: Yeah, speaking of madness, um suck. You were supposed to be in Europe for one more week, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think definitely wasn't meant to be recording this week and yeah. not next weekend either because I was meant to be traveling home. Uh, but alas, I'm home. It's, um, a week, a weekish <laughs> and you'll before... be home a lot. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm home. Trip cut short. It was a, it was a trip for uh, my current client, as I've mentioned, um, before I left. Um, but yeah, that was cut short. Um uh, about four days in, we got told, Hey, can you get the next flight home? Um, and that next flight, uh, was still two days later because that was as soon as we could book. Um, turns out it's, uh, it's not easy to get flights between, uh, Brussels and London. Um, the mm. bottleneck certainly wasn't between London and Sydney. That was, uh, th- those flights were mostly empty. It was great. Oh, um, lovely. yeah, it's not a lot of people traveling at the moment. And the people who are traveling seem to all have booked in the last few days. Uh, in an attempt mm-hmm. to get home, I I sat next to somebody on the London to Singapore leg of the trip who said she booked um, earlier that day or something. So and we took off at like eight pm. So. Um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't good. Um, but you still, it was still enough people that you sat next to someone. Oh, I there was a spare seat in between us. Um okay. So I actually had two spare seats on my left side, and my right side was an aisle. But she ended up moving because I think she was seated next to somebody. So people kind of mm-hmm. spread out mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. the cabin so that nobody really sat next to anybody there were a few like couples who sat next to each other but everybody else it sort of seemed like at least in the part of the the cabin that we were in that if you wanted a spare seat next to you you could probably get that um okay. interestingly so oh, okay uh, The guess were, we're talking about this now so um the, coming home the london to um singapore leg was like reasonably like probably a bit over half full in From the limited seats that Mm -hmm. I could see from where I was, but coming, uh, going from, sorry, from Singapore to Sydney was even emptier, like definitely less than half in the, um, in the little section where we were. And I also heard, so I believe that, um, cause it was A380, so, uh, the premium economy upstairs and downstairs is mostly all economy uh and some first class but i did hear on the way in on the london to singapore leg that the that it was a full flight like the captain made that announcement It wasn't in our section but apparently downstairs was quite busy but then i heard that on the singapore to sydney leg it was half empty this is very surprising because like Really, that flight is normally like most people on that flight usually are doing the whole like twenty-four hour journey between yeah, London yeah. and Sydney. People seem to clear out at Singapore, and it could have been related to the fact that uh, when we were about two hours, maybe an hour and a half out of Singapore, the captain got on the uh, the the PA and the airplane and said, "I." You know, need everybody's attention. This is very important. Uh the Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison and when somebody starts a sentence like that, you know things are <laughs> not going well. The Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison has said that everybody entering Australia as of midnight tonight, um so this was uh Sunday, look time zones are weird when you're flying, but this was a Sunday announcement in Australia, as of midnight tonight, needs to self-quarantine or self-isolate, sorry, for 2 weeks. Um this law comes into effect at midnight and this announcement was made at about uh, so Scott Morrison announced at about two PM uh, Sydney time. I think we were informed at maybe like four or five PM Sydney time. It was basically like, look, mm-hmm. talk to the ground crew when you get there. But if you're going on to because this was as we were approaching Singapore, but basically if you're going on to Sydney, um, you're gonna be you're gonna be in quarantine for two weeks. Um, so I'm guessing that turned a lot of people away and they decided to stay in Singapore and get the next flight out of Singapore and not continue on to Sydney because, you know, if you had a holiday booked and you got told, oh, you're going to have to stay in your hotel room for the whole time, you're probably not keen to continue. Um, So that's Mm -hmm. my suspicion as to why the flight was so empty between Singapore and Sydney and I guess just the people returning home remained on the plane Um, because what are you going to do? Go back to London and not be able to get out of London again? Like, no choice. So anyway, I'm Mm -hmm. now 24 five hours into a 14-day isolation but who's counting um and so i jumped at the opportunity to record this podcast when marlon sent the message yesterday i was like yes something to do tomorrow morning because i know i'm going to be awake and jet lagged um for the record it's 7 a.m and i've been up for over four hours already this is great so, um yeah so this is this is fun um not allowed out of the house can go for a walk can go for a run um yeah, really. You be can. Fun. Does that include not even? No, this
0: is going like proper isolation.
2: Walk. This is not social distancing. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is proper. You cannot leave the house. And look, the thing <laughs> is, too bad for the rest of the people in your house. I know, right? They're all going to get sick. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not. But, sick. I hope but, I'm not sick.
0: But but it's weird, right? Because now, I mean, now you're locked in at home mm-hmm. with other people. Yep. but they're allowed to leave. Yes, it's a exactly. Bit of a weird
2: yep. and. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And they interact with like they're living, they're going about their lives as normal, or yeah. relatively normal. Like they have to go to work and they have to go to uni mm. and all those things. And wait, you, universities
0: are still in se- like
2: running. Uh they're sort of this. I think they're so. It's complicated, but they're basically <laughs> cancelling classes for the rest of the week. Uh, so, I, I, on that note, I don't think my sister's going for the rest of the week, but as of yesterday, there were still some classes running. I know some people really were going ludicrous. the rest of the week, so I'm not sure if my sister's going in this week. Then, Sydney Uni okay. is not officially closed, um, so for all I know, Why? my sister could be going in What are you in this doing? Week. It's like, look, let's see how this pans out. Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> What's going to happen? Great? It's like, oh, it just, just blows over. It's like a storm. Mm. <laughs> it's the Australia, Australia motto, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's mm. happening. Look, as I said before, like it's obviously for the best that I am isolated and look, I probably don't have the disease, all that, but like, you know, I understand it's for the best, but I'm still gonna complain because that's my coping mechanism. So uh just <laughs> but you know, you're
1: feeling perfectly fine.
2: Yeah, I'm feeling perfectly fine. Like and, and look, I know mm. I know it's for the best, I know it's a sensible thing to do, I know it's you know, doing my part. Like all the all the good things, I'm not discrediting any of that, but I'm still gonna complain and joke about it because <laughs> like that's what you have to do. Um uh, yeah. So yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um Yep, thirty days to go.
1: Yeah, we had to can we decided to cancel I mean it's not a big gathering, but we decided to cancel our meetup, Core Coffee. Yeah, which is usually we're limited yeah. to Yeah, we're limited to fifteen people, so technically like it's still not like, it's still under what they are. It's like, the, the official recommendation is having any gathering to be under 50 people. But at the same time, we feel like, why not do our part when we can? Like, why, why unne- bring people together unnecessarily if, if there is a risk? Because most people who go to meet up, they probably work in a workspace that have a lot of people around them. So it's very, it, it's still like a risk. So we figure we cancel it. But I think many people already seemed a bit, Unhappy about the fact that it was cancelled and we feel a bit unhappy because we were in such a good role. This would have been our 30th meetup in a row. Um, for the last, uh, like with that two week interval. And yeah, it feels a bit unfortunate that we cancelled it, but I think it was definitely for the best. I feel very happy about yeah. making that decision. I
0: think overall a good rule of thumb is behave as if you have COVID-19, right? Yeah. Just don't, don't try to like go into like, I don't want to be a carrier of, like, just just assume everyone has it and behave accordingly, right? Don't don't meet people, try to avoid as much as possible. Certain things you can't avoid, right? What are you going to do? you got a delivery, you're not, like, you know, and you're not going to lock the door and not open it, but it's like, you, if there's a concert I mean, in your for, building... for
1: a delivery, you could ask them to just leave it. Sure. <laughs> so that was a bad if, example. If,
0: yeah, I know. But <laughs> if you're, like, I don't know, you go to your basement and there are other people in but you, you cannot fully avoid it, but do the best you can. Yeah. Like if you have to not. throw your
1: trash away, you you should probably do that. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you don't if you're not actually if you don't have any symptoms. But yeah.
0: I think this is something where I mean also realistically it's there's not a lot in the world that's going to change within the next few weeks, months, year, mm-hmm. right? Because realistically this is this is a virus that is spreading. We can reduce kind of the amount of people that are infected at the same time by doing all this the distancing and trying to stay home as much as possible and not going to bars and clubs and restaurants as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but realistically, unless we have a vaccine or a way of mitigating the the. The virus there's nothing that will change
1: yeah yeah i think we kind have been talking about this before it feels like i don't know if people really recognize how long-lasting this could be i think it's sort of everything seemed to be very short it, it, it seemed to be happening pretty in a pretty short term like many people who are working at big companies they're closing down the office for the next months or so um or like as many counties are saying that you shouldn't have big gatherings for um for a certain amount of period but i think it's probably gonna have to be extended because even if it goes down i think as soon as people go back out and start having social gatherings again it could get I, i can imagine it's getting a bigger deal again. So I think it either has to be like a lot of back and forth. Like people, people do a lot of social distancing and then they might go back to, to work and then they have to go to social distancing. But then we have again. outbreaks again. So, right? Yeah, so exactly. It, it, so I no... think the safest thing is like realistically, I think it would be best for people to just work from home for a more extended amount of time and really do that social distancing. And I think that's pro, that seems more reasonable of a thing that could happen but i don't think that's something they want to s- like that has been determined yet but it feels like also- and as long as there's no vaccine i don't know if anything will change i feel like it will have to be an extended period that people people stay away from each other yeah right like
0: i, I think i mean the l- logical reasoning right it's it's a very contagious disease if nothing can can get rid of the disease reducing contact will reduce the spread Mm-hmm. But as soon as social contact starts happening, and anyone still has it, I mean, theoretical in a theoretical world where everyone stays at home, doesn't interact with anyone for for fourteen days, yeah. we could eradicate it because everyone who has it gets rid of it, is immune for whatever amount of time we don't really know yet,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: and then everything is fine. But that's not going to happen. So in the in in the real world, realistically, as long as there is still at least one as person as there's left,
1: any interaction, yeah,
0: um, then we will. Unless there is a vaccine, it will keep going. We can just reduce the amount of people that are infected simultaneously in order to relieve the stress on the health system and on society and reduce the potential for people who are more vulnerable than us, at least the three of us, uh, to to be exposed to that. Yeah, definitely,
1: yeah. So in general, just settle about- in. Yeah.
0: Settle in on your yeah. uh uh quarantine, Zach. Because <laughs> that's probably what we're all of us will inevitably going to do for quite some time. Yeah. And yeah.
2: Yeah. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah it's definitely the best thing to do. I just sent a link actually to um to a Washington Post article which has a really good sort of animated infographic about sort of stopping the spread and you know just by keeping some people isolated.
0: Even better, it's an actual simulation. So if you run multiple times you get slightly different results.
2: Yeah, it's it's really cool. I know, and like and I think look, that's really we are in for a long few months. And look, my kind of concern is that like there's a, a valid chance that we'll be in some kind of lockdown when I come out of this quarantine. So um, <laughs> you know, I really like might yeah. not get to see anyone other than the three people in my family for like a while. Um, which would suck. But yeah, it's just like what <laughs> we have to do. Um yeah. yeah. But it's also,
0: I mean, realistically, at some point, it's not that no one can go out, right? It's that you're trying to avoid other people. So you can still go for for runs, like run through the woods, run, run outside of like downtown society's mm. epicenters,
2: right? That, and that's kind of what's annoying that's what me about the lockdown. S- Sorry, the quarantine is yeah. the isolation where I'm like literally not allowed to leave my backyard. Like, I don't even think mm. I'm allowed to go in the front yard like because there could mm. be people walking. I don't know. It's stupid. Yeah. But as you said, my family can think- go and do that, live their life. It's weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's probably what we're going to see, right? It's mm. more like people can go out and people can like... Do essential things, but we're avoiding any kind of gatherings. Probably most uh, offices that can can do it, like tech companies. I don't see Apple having people working in their in their infinite loop and and Apple Park anytime within to the end of the year.
1: Yeah, and I think like tech work, tech companies. Obviously, if you're in a hard doing doing hardware work, it might be harder. But I think if you're a software development company it's the easiest way it's one of the easiest sort of workspaces where you can work from home so if you can actually enforce that i think that's a really good thing
2: yeah but no like it's the the whole working from home thing like we we are we are really lucky to work in an industry where we can work from home and so that's my Mm. plan for the next fortnight is is to to be able to work from home and nothing changes there Mm. which is a really like fortunate position to be in like it could be a lot worse um you know because there are Mm. certain jobs where you can't work from home and um, yeah, yeah. We, we do have it pretty good, and so it is definitely the sensible thing to do for uh, companies with employees um, or, or workers who can work from home to do that. Um, yeah. And and it's also really good to see like the initiatives from big companies where you know they've committed to paying like casual workers or contract mm-hmm. workers their rates, even if they can't make it into mm-hmm. uh, into the office and things like that. That's really good, but it's also not a um, it's not. Uh, realistic for every business to be able to do that, right? There are a lot of small businesses that like need people to be there for them to make money. Like Apple can do it because they're Mm. Apple. Um, But, Mm -hmm. you know, for example, like a family-run bakery, that's you know 20 minutes down the road um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sort of can't really probably can't afford to be paying its casual staff um yeah so so i think restaurants right
0: restaurants will have a huge because people wouldn't go to restaurants right now yeah Yeah.
2: um and so it's a a difficult situation to be in and so the best thing that we can do as people who can work from home and who can stay home is to continue to do obviously like try and Mm. support local economy where we can but like we can help stop the spread by not unnecessarily going into offices, um, whereas not yeah, everyone yeah. who works can do that, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, but also it doesn't if you have the problem like, of not going out to restaurants. Yeah. yeah. But
0: also if you have subscription to like, I don't know, you go to a family-run gym, for example... If if you can afford it, keep that subscription running, mm. despite knowing that you won't yeah. go. Like, yeah. of course, if that will put financial burden on you that you can't sustain, that that is not a good idea. Mm. But if you're in a fortunate situation, we have uh, an abundance of income, and and you can afford to keep those running, keep those running. Yeah. Same um, for food ordering. You know, it's like if you can order from especially smaller uh, independent restaurants, if mm. you can't go there, it's still good to order from them through food ordering apps or calling them directly for delivery. Even if you're saying, look, um, buzz them in or let them drop it off outside of your door. and If you don't want to interact with someone, ask them to just knock or ring the doorbell and and leave the food there and you pick it up. Those kind of things can still have quite an impact because restaurants will really uh, struggle making ends meet at the moment. Same for coffee shops, right? all those kind of things really get Probably see a a large chunk of the strain over the next few Mm -hmm. weeks, Mm -hmm. in particular.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I saw someone on Twitter recommending that uh, if you do have like a local brunch place that you usually like to go to, like don't go there, but you could potentially buy a gift card because like if you buy a gift card now, that at least benefits them. Uh, so you could do something something like that if you want to support local businesses. Or what we do is we often buy coffee beans from our local coffee shop. So if you can buy things like that that you that you bring with your home, that's good. Mm. I noticed that um, some coffee shops and places around us they have taken. The shares away um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: inside inside of the venues, which I think is a really clever idea to 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 get people not to stick around. But I think if you if you're able to like either get things to go or get things delivered, that's probably still a good way of supporting the businesses. Mm. But yeah, if you're sick, feeling any sick, stay home. And I think this is the case with a cold too. Let's try to eliminate the common cold when we're <laughs> on this anyway. So let just all stay home when we feel any, any type of sickness.
0: Yeah, in general, that's a good good thing to do. I don't understand why people keep going. Like, Certain people cannot afford, especially in certain countries where you don't have a functioning uh, social net. But in countries where you can... And in jobs where it doesn't matter whether you're in the office or not, just stay home in general yeah if if you have a runny nose, just don't go to work no one you know people people will survive no one's going to die just stay home yeah but now in particular, but in general that that that's a thing we try to enforce in any job we've ever worked in yeah to be like, like- I
1: would love if this just forces people to think more about that it's not just a coronavirus thing it's a general um like social behavior, that you should just try to stay away from people and don't go out to bars if, you, if you're having a cold or if you're feeling sick. I think it shouldn't just be a coronavirus thing. All
2: right, I am now recording again. So my computer froze. Um, this just seems to be the Catalina bug. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that only happens for Zach. <laughs> no, it's happened to you before now, too.
2: Yeah, I've oh, had it once. Oh, yeah, yeah right. it was only, it was Admittedly, it's mostly tra- me,
0: but um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and that, that probably concludes our uh, corona-focused segment yeah, of the show. Yeah, let's move on to happier uh, things, definitely.
2: D- well, there's still corona Well, we, we still have
1: to talk about WWDC, right? What do you mean? Yeah, there was so, no
2: mention of the virus in the WWDC. <laughs> in the <laughs> the <answer. laughs>
1: well, they did say due to current health concerns. Um, current health situation, <laughs> Current health situation. Yeah,
0: so, um, yeah, shortly after we recorded the last episode... Was it shortly?
1: I think it was on the no. It was last it Friday. It was fairly
2: short. So yeah, it was days. on Friday. They made the yeah Friday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. The, Friday, the day for
2: means... bad announcements. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was not expecting Apple WWDC announced. to be announced on a Friday. I thought no way. Um, it makes sense. The, oh, it makes I expected sense it's bad on, news. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, like if
0: if if, if they, they would cancel it in in air quotes, then it would be a Friday. Yeah. If they would announce it, it would be a Monday or Tuesday, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Apple Apple announced, they didn't cancel anything, they announced that uh, <laughs> I mean, WWDC will be in a all-new digital format this mm-hmm. year uh, in some undetermined date in June.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the undetermined date so, part is a little bit strange. Um,
1: what, why is that? You, I mean... You'd
2: think there's a yeah. date scheduled, right? Go with the original date? I don't know. Um,
1: I mean, there's, it, it we know nothing, like, yeah, right? They yeah, it no, might know, have yeah. more things that they have, too. There might be more things that they have to figure out now, so... <laughs> you think? <laughs> so maybe they need a little bit more time, so yeah. they might not want to commit themselves to a specific date. And I mean,
0: and also, it's not only WWDC itself, right? Even that, there's a lot more to do now in figuring things out. But also, like, all the working-from-home policies probably have an impact on, on shipping dates of mm-hmm. software mm-hmm. And, and potentially hardware with all the supply chain stuff. And overall, I think Apple's probably... Not not that everything that shipped in RS 13 was fully ready, but I think um, this is probably a unique year for Apple as well in yeah. case of knowing when things will be shippable. Yeah. Like even for yeah. the betas, right? Apple wouldn't ship betas that are 100% broken. Like there is still a fair, like if you compare that to internal builds that were seeded before WWDC, mm-hmm. those are. There's some broken shit in there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but by the time it makes it into the first developer beta, it's 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 usually usable yeah. to some extent or another.
1: But I also don't think you would want to uh, like if if they are uncertain of how much they will be able to finish, even if they have certain things planned for iOS 14, um, this might delay it. So even if they think that it can go into beta, they might not be able to finish everything by September. So the fact that this if this is influencing their sort of workflow and productivity, they might have to move things out.
0: Apple is not renowned for a company that makes remote work particularly uh, uh, easy.
1: No, no. I mean, there's a reason why they haven't really been that open to remote work in the first place.
0: I mean, there are. Not saying that there aren't any people that work remotely for Apple, but overall, it's a very, very Cupertino-focused company with a very Cupertino-focused, even for a lot of the remote people, right? A very Mm -hmm. Cupertino-focused way of working. Yeah. So I I think this will be a big shift for for Apple in particular. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think other companies are actually better better equipped for the situation than Apple is. So I'm I think there's probably a combination of let's figure out how we actually do sessions and keynote and and apparently labs, right? There's a they
1: mentioned a yeah. new way of uh, interacting with curious. engineers. I'm very curious. I'm very curious of what's going to happen there and what those sort of like interactions with engineers are going to entail. If it's like you send, send an email and then you might get a response sometime or you, you, you join a queue and then you can FaceTime in. I don't know. Everyone gets a, an
2: extra this. technical support ticket.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that could be yeah. it right that's probably the easiest way of dealing with it yeah it's really hard maybe to it's know.
2: feedback assistance 5.0 with live chat support it, it's interesting <laughs> in that um there was no mention of a ticket system or an application for any of this so it seems like everyone's going to mm-hmm. be on equal footing um which means yeah it is an interesting logistical challenge of how do mm. you get literally. Everybody who wants to participate involved, and that might not be the case, but yeah. that sort of is uh, an implication based on the very, very, very yeah. limited information yeah. we have at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah, but, but
1: especially, yeah, especially if they want to have some type of engineer interaction, and you open that to everyone, I feel like that can get out of hands quite easily. I mean I, they must have some type of limit and maybe maybe like you say maybe they will have like a limit to one extra question each uh, it has to be something otherwise I guess it could be first come first serve but I don't know that doesn't seem very I mean, efficient because people you probably
0: still use your paid developer account to submit any kind of inquiries right so they can yeah. still enforce certain quotas and those kind of things based on accounts yeah yeah but it will still be wdc has between 5 and 7000 people like developers uh that that join, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, based on personal experience, maybe 20% of people actually go to the labs I to ask questions. I think it's that few. Like, it might be more, but it's definitely not 100, right? Yeah. It's definitely... I would say it's under 50 of the people I I met actually went explicitly to the labs, mm-hmm. which I, I would strongly encourage for that percentage to go higher because I think that's the most valuable part of WWDCs uh, yeah. in, in a lot of So you think
1: most people just go for the session?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm often surprised how few people go, like how often I talk to people I'm like, oh, I spent all day in the lab so what did you do? And they say, oh, I've never been to a lab. And mm. even people that have been to, like, that, yeah, that went to been WWDC recently. for, like, five, six years. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I don't know, let's, let's, even if it's like 50%, which I think is is pretty high, mm-hmm. we would talk about like 2,500 people. If you put that online, uh, you probably increase that 10 or 100 times.
1: Uh, which is quite a lot.
0: And also, like, probably, I don't know how they will, like, will they limit it to English? Like, do, do you have to ask questions in English? I would assume so. I mean, or will if they you go
1: have... to WWDC, they would be limited to English.
0: Mm. And then, I mean, I don't know if there will be some kind of filtering system where where it's like, yeah, you know, it's probably not going to engineers directly because it's probably going through someone who's figuring out who is the best person to ask for this. Yeah, but I this mean, could Apple...
1: also be make it a lot easier because I can imagine people who go to the who, who are going to the lab at WWDC. I would think at least ten percent of them ask the same question. So, like, at oh, least... you want
0: surface questions? I don't know. Uh, I feel like that is like privacy related tricky right it's yeah. like oh i saw this person from i don't know uh zach's company asking a question related to yeah. uh carplay yeah. what do so, they do so with that was
2: i think um because i listened to the most recent episode on the plane home which is really good um I, I really enjoyed that i think i sent that message when i landed um but that was the one th- so <laughs> i think there was a point in there where you mentioned oh maybe there'll be like more collaborative labs um which makes mm. sense, but then there's the, you, you still need, if you're going to offer labs, you still want that, um, that sort of one on one or the ability for there to be a one on one because mm. a lot of people do go to the WWDC with very specific problems or, or applications they're working on where, um, you know, the, the application is still a secret, um, and you mm-hmm. don't want yeah, that to be yeah. public. And so you, there are, I mean, I know, um, you know, people who refrain from posting on Stack Overflow, given certain projects, because mm-hmm. the the particular mm-hmm. problem they're trying to solve is um, is very specific, and it could give things away, like company mm-hmm. secrets. So, um, there's all of mm-hmm. that to consider when, if you want to offer the ability for questions, like technical questions, to be asked, um, you probably still need to provide. Mean, and the thing is, like, there might not even it might not even be an option to have one on one conversations with engineers, but then you do lose the ability for those kind of in detail. Uh, very specific questions to be asked—the um, mm. ones mm. where there might be secrets. Anyway, because not mm. everyone is allowed to talk about what they're working on. Unfortunately, mm. um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not yeah. unfortunate. It yeah. makes but sense I think to- that's yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's still probably the
0: thing that I'm the most curious about how that will run yeah. because I, I just. I- 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 I can see a way of making it equivalent to a lab. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. can certain things... I like, mean, I,
1: I, I can't see how. Like, how would that even look?
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, it's like, uh, like even... We just probably have to expect, even if everything works out perfectly, it will not be the same. Hmm. Um,
1: uh, maybe that's what we should, ex- should see, that it's like, you, you can't compare the two. This is just... Another thing, this is not WWC. This is it's still not. All- I know, it's, but just it's an it's all new, a, new format, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think Didn't we you
0: should re- maybe <laughs> read the press release, Marlene. It's all did, new, everyone is very excited,
1: yeah. Yeah, everyone will be included this time. It's not just people who are in, <laughs> yeah. but you know, um, no, but I think we should maybe just see it as something else as a different experience. And I think that might be fine. It might, it's it just, I don't think we should. Compare everything to WWDC, though, because that's obviously not going to happen. I mean, there's
0: so many things that Apple can't even... Like, certain things I get out of WWDC is even just... um, If I have a problem, not asking anyone from Apple, just a friend I met at WWDC Mm -hmm. who's completely unrelated to Apple, just talking about a problem, right? It's just, like, those kind of things you just can't replicate. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can do your best kind of community events but even that Mm. will be hard for the probably during the summer right i don't know how capable all of us will be to actually run community events within our local communities yeah yeah
1: and uh, that comes back to like the long-lasting effect of this i don't know like we've been talking about having like local meetups during the wwc week if it would have if if now when it is an online online event but uh, considering everything that's happening i don't know if we i don't i wouldn't feel comfortable bringing together people for our meetup now um so if it continues this way i think in general people will be very online focused i think
0: yeah so we move core coffee to an all new online format yeah yeah
1: um, what I wanted to bring up again, I think we were discussing a bit how a digital WWDC would look like. And I think we were talking about that it could potentially just be like in terms of the keynote, it could be a keynote that's like either just for press or for internal Apple employees. And I feel like even that's unlikely now. I think considering that Apple employees aren't even seeing each other on a daily basis in the office, mm-hmm. like there's, it's very unlikely that there will be a thing in the Steve Jobs theater where all em- Apple employees are gathered. I feel like it's more and more likely that it will be like the white room Nintendo Direct sort of style of of um, of keynote what do you get yeah, feel Yeah probably. Yeah.
0: I, I don't I don't see
2: Apple doing yeah. anything to bring people together right now. <laughs> and yeah. and Apple have done this before where um well for specifically for like session videos um you know where not everything happens at mm-hmm. WWDC itself and and, mm-hmm. and look there's no reason why you can't do that for most of the WBC sessions. For things like the keynote, um, they can do they can do whatever they like. They could do, uh, you know, it could be made exclusively of videos or they could still just record Tim Cook on a stage. Like, there's no reason to, you know, and just have a few people in the mm. audience or no one. Like, I don't know. We, you spoke about it last week. I don't need to go into detail. But one in each corner. Yeah, exactly.
0: Four employees. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's just could do it outdoors. <laughs> do it you could- fully California. style. Yeah,
1: but I mean, Google I.O. is outdoors, right? Yeah, but
0: not fully. There's oh, the, no? Okay. Um, um, like, the big stages, the amphitheater Theater is outdoors, but yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. who knows?
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be yeah. interesting. And, we'll see. We'll see. Um, look, we'll, we'll talk about it on the show and something um, something new and obviously a new challenge for everyone who's working on mm. WWDC. It, it's still a shame. Like, I'm, mm. I, I'm not going to pretend I'm not disappointed that I'm not going to get to see you. At least in June this year. I mean, who knows? The year is still mm. long. But um, it is disappointing to, not, have to see every, not be able to see everybody. But mm. um, yeah, given the current state of things, it definitely makes sense. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. But it's also, yeah, it is it is
0: an opportunity for people who run community events in their local communities to figure out ways of still making it. Uh, somehow possible. So we we're, we were talking about actually having like, trying like a FaceTime group chat or a Google meet sometime, mm. uh, maybe next week or the week after as an experiment, how that goes. Because usually what happens in our like social developer meetups is that there are like different conversations forming across at different ends of the table and those kind of things that is obviously hard (laughs) unless you kind of split people out as as conversations unfold so i don't know how that will go either but it's it's i I think we shouldn't just all throw throw the towel and give up i (laughs) think there's still ways of somehow keeping certain things that we enjoy in in this community especially in the Irish community i always felt like there was a good sense of of like people being excited of meeting each other and hanging out. And I think there's still ways of keeping that going without uh, getting everyone sick.
2: Yeah, definitely. And yeah.
0: that will be interesting. And there there will be certain, probably some people who figure out these informants that then will spread across the community like if if there is if Sydney to figures out a good way, it's probably not going to stay there. It goes to Melbourne and, yeah. and to the rest of the world. Yeah, we're hmm. something
2: we're so struggling with at the moment. My um, yeah. so we had to we had to cancel the um, March meetup. There's no mm-hmm. point in postponing because um, realistically things won't get better before April. And um, yeah, but sort of the it's interesting you mention that. the The first thing that's come to mind is I'm trying to liven up the Slack group, and you know those mm-hmm. those kind of interesting discussions that you get at a meetup. Um. Obviously, it can't be replaced in a Slack group, but you can come like a part of the way there. You can actually have more people involved in the discussion. You can have a bit of fun, especially given both the meetups and conferences are being cancelled, but also that people are working from home more. Um, You know, there might be a few more people Mm -hmm. just willing to sort of have those water cooler discussions like, oh, what did you think of um, this new API that I'm using or, you know, something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, we haven't sort of, I mean, it's like, what's the long-term plan if... um, if we can't host a meetup for a few months, I haven't really gotten that far, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be, that's, I'll deal with that when the time comes, but yeah, that's, that's not going to be too fun <laughs> yeah. to deal with.
1: I mean, um, one benefit could, like what, what you could do is to have like an online stream and all the speakers are just streaming their talks and that could actually be beneficial because that means that you could get speakers that are not only in Sydney, you could get speakers from all, all over the world that might be interesting giving
2: Yeah, talks. no, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just I think it's something just a matter that of had quite like, often. is there demand for that as well um because the, the, yeah. the, the problem is we don't know because whenever we do a live stream, there's not a huge amount of people who tune in, but it could also be because everyone who's interested is there. So, there's no way of knowing mm-hmm. what the reason is. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are also two things, right? Like, especially Sydney Cookheads. I think
0: there is a benefit of getting free food. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Look,
0: you're like, not wrong. Having hey, you're that, totally not wrong. <laughs> because that just means, you know, like, after work, you either have the decision to go to a community meetup, meet some people, learn something new, and have free dinner. Mm. Uh and, and, and whatever you, beverages yeah. you get. Or yeah. or you go home and make your own food, yep. right? So cutting out the making food, I mean obviously that's not applying to everyone if you have families and whatever, but like if you if you have the option to cut out making food and instead meeting people, that seems like a, an easier yep. choice than having something that's purely additive. Yep. And so, I mean yeah. then people probably also realize, hey, this was really nice. I would do that even without food. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's still a thing that kind of brings you in, and I think yeah. there's there is significant benefit to that.
1: Stay so go like Just send pizza to everyone who's in the Slack channel. <laughs> yep.
2: One, one slice each. Yeah. You get one slice. Um. Yeah. No. So no. I totally get what you mean. There. It's a very. But that's the thing. It's a very different dynamic, and would people tune in? Like we can give it a mm-hmm. go. Um. But yeah, I haven't haven't really. This is nothing official. I haven't really thought that far. But the first mm-hmm. step, I think, is to um, keep those discussions going. Because as we've spoken about before, the discussions and the you know the, the random people that you meet um, while you're at a meetup mm-hmm. sort of are amongst the most valuable bits. It's not just the talks. Um, there's heaps of conference talks people can watch online. You could I could spend the next two weeks watching conference talks nonstop and still yeah, not yeah, be caught right. up. Um, but it's more difficult to find people who are willing to have good detailed discussions about things. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know, trying to, yeah. trying to deal with sort of each problem as it comes up last week's thing was having mm. to postpone the meetup for health and safety. Um, but yeah, if, if it becomes a long-term thing, we will deal with um, that later. Mm. And I'll, I'll, definitely talk to you about what you've done with core coffee and what mm. works for you and that yeah, now, that's awful. now
1: we'll talk more about it i'm actually looking forward to trying something else yep. and trying like an online format because that could be could be really yep. cool could be nice if then you could maybe even do something more frequent it's a bring bit your bit where it's just like <laughs> <laughs> You could just have like a like a weekly thing, just like a weekly catch-up sort of for for people who are not, not working with other people. If you end up office. doing a
2: remote thing for Cool Coffee, let me know, because I'm at home for two weeks. I'm literally <laughs> going to be on the internet for like 16 hours a day or something absurd, so... It's yeah. a bit yeah. sad. How yeah. good is it that we bought a new router? I that- knew you would bring that. <laughs> good, good timing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Kai is so
1: proud of his router. Yeah,
0: nice. But also, do you think like in-person meetups? There is an inherent benefit of things going away after. Like, I think people. I see that myself. The dumber my question is, the more I'm hesitant to ask it in a permanent forum, like in Stack Overflow or Slack group, because I'm like, this is a super silly question, but I'm kind of stuck here for some reason. Mm-hmm. Well, in person, I'd be like, look, this is silly. Do you know a reason, like a solution? And it's like, oh, of course. But I feel like that is some a burden that people, like a, a thing that people might have yeah. to, to also, deal with now.
1: I also found that sometimes you might not know what your problem is until you start talking about it. So you might think that this is your question, but like if, if you talk to someone you might figure out that you actually have an underlying like architectural problem and then then you can get to that so like if, if you want to talk about one piece of your code then you can find out that like you actually need to change another piece of your code mm. so in general i think just talking to people is really helpful for that and also just knowing how to formulate things can be hard especially when you do it in writing so it's much easier to do that mm. w- through voice so yeah just yeah. maybe jumping on slack calls makes sense too
0: yeah I mean, in general, mm. I'm I'm always a big fan of meeting people in person over going mm. text only. I think you lose a lot in in that medium just because it's so much lower yeah. throughput. I mean, there's a reason um,
1: why we we barely tweet, but we enjoy doing podcasts, right? Because I found that that's a better better format.
0: But well, we'll figure it out. I, I think there are definitely ways. I I think maybe the uh, for coffee, we initially had the idea to maybe start off more topical. Um, like to maybe say like this week this is kind of our starting topic and then we go f- from wherever so people can feel a bit more comfortable or maybe curious if they're if they're curious about a specific topic that they show up for that topic and then it leads wherever it leads right so maybe something like that isn't is a decent idea for an mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. thing that we're saying hey this week we're talking about Swift UI uh, we might not only talk about Swift UI but at least that's kind of uh, the starting point because I think you kind of need that more if you have let's say 10 people or 15 mm-hmm. people show up for, for online video chat, right? I think it's harder to, to have too many diverging topics. So maybe having something, at least as a starting point, to make it easier for everyone to have something that's more a set topic and see how that goes and maybe have that more frequently with different topics Yeah, m- might be a good way of kind of... I mean, in general, right? It's, it's always a good idea to, to try something, see how it goes... And then adjust from that rather than trying mm. to plan it all out uh, upfront. So maybe for us, that's kind of what we will attempt to have like one topic, see how it goes, and then adjust the next one maybe a few days later or if, if, during the dub dub week, probably every every day or every other mm. day. But then for like building up to that, maybe weekly instead of fortnightly, as we have it at the moment.
1: Mm. I like that. Yeah, we should we should try try that out. Maybe we can try it this weekend.
0: Mm. Cool. Mm. All right. So. No dub dub. <laughs> well, no digital dub dub. Yeah. A let's see. Completely let's see many, new format. Let's see how many uh, ideas from our episode Apple will steal.
1: I think all of them. Really, they were like, "Sweet! Now <laughs> we can finally go online only because <laughs> Kai and Mala they figured it all yeah. out."
0: Those ideas are all all royalty free and uh, low guarantee of of success. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. But also, um, I think this week it will also be interesting already because uh, we'll see whatever the March event will be. This I, I assume it will be this week. Um, that we'll see, I mean, iOS 13.4 is probably shipping and um, uh, macOS 10.15.4 is probably also going to ship mm-hmm. within the next 10 days. Um, and we're, yeah, we're due for some hardware. I mean, the, what is it called? The, the, B, the new P... Beats, oh, they came um, out. Uh, yeah, yeah, they came out, but they require 13.4. Oh, do they?
2: Ah, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. So okay. they they leaked, they were supposed to come out, I thought, on the 17th, so in two days from now. Um. These
1: are the Power Beats, right? The
0: Power Beats, yeah, yep. the new Power Beats. Um. So, certain retailers already sold them, but officially, I think the, the embargo was supposed to end on the seventeenth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then Apple kind of uh, dropped that when when all the leaks started to happen. Um. But officially, they, they require thirteen point four for the whole like Apple integration stuff and mm. and having the proper icons for the for the headphones and those kind of things.
1: Interesting. So, so will they not work with iOS.
0: They will, but more. I believe they work more like normal headphones like More okay. like normal Bluetooth headphones, okay. or at least the icons are incorrect. I don't know exactly, I'm not super tuned into the beats side of the headphone industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but that at least strongly uh, shows that Apple at least had the intention of releasing iOS 13.4 tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yeah, you would think, yeah,
0: um, that would kind of make sense to <laughs> yeah, release the software yeah. before the hardware, but um, and then we also have the iPhone 9 rumor. And the that, mm. uh, nine plus that ninety five was talking about today, and uh, the MacBook rumors that were kind of floating around. So I wonder if how much the supply chain was impacted, and therefore yeah, pushing that out. Yeah, but I yeah. would at least expect the software to be released this week, right?
1: Yeah, because I mean that's been in beta for so long, and I feel like that would have been ready for a bit now. So it might not have been as impacted by the working from home regulations. Yeah, I mean, I
0: wouldn't say ready, ready. I mean, the betas are still. You know,
1: yeah. You, so you don't think this would have been? You think they're still working on it?
0: I mean, I I, I would think that. I mean, there's probably a GM4 that built now with yeah, all the stuff yeah. that they hid from the public until now. Yeah. Um But it's not that they were not impacted at all. I would. I don't think. Okay. Like even like the Xcode stuff that also has to ship kind oh, of within yeah, the yeah. same world. So do you right? think
1: this could be delayed more than the?
0: I don't know. I don't know. We'll be. That's what I'm saying. It's it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see. Because I feel like the rumor mill is confident enough that at least hardware was planned for this week. Yeah. and I mean, but- when iOS 13.4 ships, we'll see does is, does it include uh, um, indications of an iPhone 9 or not? Right, mm. it will be quite easy to see yeah. what, Apple, yeah. what Apple's intentions are. But nevertheless, by the end of this week, we have a good overview of um, what what how much Apple's supply chain will be was impacted by. Mm. It.
1: Did Apple officials say that they're not going to have, like, an in-person Mars event? March? (laughs) Jeez. March event? Mars of One day,
2: Marlon. One day. (laughs) (laughs) Never. No, I like it. Keep going. (laughs) It's always a Uh, Mars event. (laughs) We need an Earth event. Saturn event. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and
0: uh, on an infinite timeline, Marlon, at some point you might be right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Keep on saying it.
1: Apple's Uh. 2035
0: Mars event.
1: (laughs) Uh. Um no, but they haven't officially said anything about the March event at all, right? It's just uh, it's just something we have inferred because of the regulations. Right? That's right. Regulations. uh, Restrictions in terms of like big gatherings.
2: That it won't happen yet. uh, Yeah. That's if there was ever scheduled to be one, planned to be one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: I do think there was one. Like it just seems like based on the things that are like based on previous history of Apple, Apple's pretty much pattern driven company now, right? Mm-hmm. You despite being super secretive, Apple likes to do things the same way year over year if they can. Like <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. there's an inherent desire to kind of have their their the cadence and the rhythm identical year over year. To mm. kind of drive them through the year, and I mean, they also refined those rhythms over over years now, right? It's it's quite a nice nice pattern that they're in. That there's like the like the the spring event where they have like announcements that are not mm-hmm. the new iPhone, but some kind of other thing, and iPads, and and maybe some some computers thrown in, and and yeah, yeah, like I I don't,
1: I don't doubt that they want to have an event. I'm just curious whether or not they have officially said that they're not going to have an in-person event they
0: will i don't think they will announce it's similar to yeah. wwdc they will just announce what they want to announce they're yeah. not going to announce that they're not going to have something they never announced yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah that's what i thought uh, yeah.
0: so yeah but either way i i think that will be interesting to see i'm looking forward to um i've still not had any uh gpu related glitches on on the catalina beta but oh, nice that could also be a side effect of having to reboot my Mac every week when the new beta update comes out. So I don't know. I don't know what, what the cause is yet. But uh, if this is the fix, I might stick with that, especially now when all the Apple stores are closed. <laughs> I really don't want to have an issue with my iMac right now. Because mm-hmm. what oh, am I going to do? Like, where do you.
2: Do You know what what is Apple's I
1: guess you would have to solution? order a new one <laughs>
2: <Did> <laughs> that's, you, just, that's the Kai <laughs> solution. That's not the Apple solution.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: what, what what is Apple's solution? Like what if you have a problem with your MacBook right now?
2: It's like work from home without computer. <laughs> Screw you. Honestly, it's a good question. I'm not sure. Um uh there was an article on nine to five earlier today that I'm just pulling up. Um so Apple provides frequently asked questions for returns and repairs during nearly global store closures. Uh I didn't read it, so I'm not sure what the For advice every question is. one might have, there's a nine to five article. Yeah, yeah look, it's a good website. Um, yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Uh um, yeah, there might have a
1: thing going there.
2: Yeah, I don't know. They're saying, suggesting starting repair pro- the repair process online. Um, they're not doing Genius Bar appointments till they reopen. Um, yeah, so it seems like they're just doing the online stuff, which I guess means sending things in, which is very difficult if you're talking about an iMac. Mm. You better hope yeah. things don't break, hey? Um <laughs> 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 Just fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah. I
0: mean, again, we're we're in a fortunate situation that if one of our, I mean, it's our essential work tools, right? So if my iMac would completely flake out, we we have the option to buying a new one and fixing the old one whenever things are open again. Sure. Um, it's it's not my desired solution, but at least uh, that would work. Um, yeah, interesting. Interesting in, in a lot of ways. I mean, Apple stores in China is, are opening again, so I guess so, we could bring, bring it there. there?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I don't think that's worth the hassle. I no, think not. just use just use your MacBook. Okay, <laughs> you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting that they do close. And I think we were talking a bit about how it's it's it makes sense for software developer com- development companies to close. But I think it's get great that Apple, who is in the situation where they can close the stores decide to close the stores for the safety of the people working. Mm. So that's good too. Mm.
0: Oh, another thing is, I think Apple extended the return uh, policy. Like, if you buy a device today, you mm. can return it up to fourteen days after reopen. I think I've read that somewhere.
1: After re, oh, after the store has yeah. reopened. So if Ooh. if Do, you did have, they say officially when it will reopen?
0: I think they're targeting the twenty eighth of March. This is from the. Uh, ninety five article that I also brought up <laughs> um, so at least if you have something breaking you can buy it and even if you're not intending to keep it it's, it's I mean not great usually to buy things you're not intending to keep but it's we're in a weird situation so maybe um, buying one uh, to to be you be able to continue doing your work or whatever and then worst case if there's no other solution returning it uh, after the stores reopen might be a better solution than not being able to do anything for next month, right?
2: That's a good point, yeah. Uh, mm. What a world.
1: Cool, <laughs> should we move on to something more fun, like App Store Reviewed Guideline updates? Oh yeah. This happened a while ago. Shop, but it's feels
0: so, <laughs> so far away now. <laughs> so far
1: away and so are I- irrelevant. <laughs>
0: yeah, it kind of puts things into perspective.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, right, Marlene, <laughs> what,
0: what, what exciting news do you have about the App Store Review Guidelines? That is mostly related to, uh, marketing push notifications, right?
1: Yes. So thanks, Kai. Thanks for reminding me of what I wanted, to, what I plan to talk you about. Are welcome. So Apple has updated their review guidelines and apparently there will be a special push notification opt-in that apps have to request if they want to send you push notifications that are marketing focused mm-hmm. by the sound of it. And I think this could be at first what I heard is I was a bit skeptical that this is a dedicated thing. But at the same time, I think this could be really good because at the moment, I don't feel like Apple... Apple has said that you're not allowed to use push notifications for marketing, but I still see so many apps doing it, especially food delivery apps. And I think even uh, like less obvious apps do this at some Almost times.
0: anything that's not from an indie developer.
1: Yeah, yeah. people people don't follow this rule and it doesn't seem to be reinforced at all by Apple. But I feel like now when there is a dedicated category um, where you have to specifically ask users to opt in for marketing but guidelines... But then
0: again, it's still not super... It's still a bit ambiguous. It's saying users should be able to opt out, but you could interpret that as you're not getting push notifications if you opt out. Like you can either yeah. if you opt in you also get marketing if you opt out you don't get push notifications so it's it's it could be interpreted as the status quo, right? Okay, so you, so, so
1: you mean that people might just say oh they opted out of push notifications so I won't send them marketing, marketing push yeah. notifications but but the people might not provide a special opt in option for this specifically.
0: That's right. That I mean. Yeah. I like mean, on the rules, uh, there could be something. Yeah, everything push notification is always hard to review, right? Yeah, yeah. so people bent those rules in particular more than any other rules because it's almost impossible to enforce. Yeah, because Apple's review will not take, cannot take weeks where they also mm. monitor all the push notifications that they're getting during that week, right? Yeah, but so the fact re- that
1: they specifically spent time on rewriting this rule makes it seem like they might be a little bit more strict.
0: I I wonder if this is more of a um, step into whatever iOS 14's push notifications um, permissions might be. Yeah, so, maybe so there might be multiple an levels. an official rule now, so people start thinking about it. And then with 14, there might be another permission that you can request that people can then opt out of. Yeah, yeah. Explicitly.
1: So sort of like you do with lo- location at the moment. Yeah. So you can ask lo- location access when you're used to app and location access um, all the time, right? Yeah,
0: maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah it's It's still going to be hard because then how do you verify which notification goes over which stream and those kind of things It's yeah. still not going to be trivial, but I wonder if if this is just kind of the policy in place for then software catching up with actually trying to to enforce that more mm-hmm. uh but I don't know I don't know it it could be could go either way it could just be like realistically we're not going to enforce it the other way. And we at least want to have an option for people to, to do what they're already doing, but in a way that's kinda at least encouraging best practices rather than just saying you shouldn't. Mm. Now they're saying, well, you should, still shouldn't, but if you do, give an opt out option. Yeah. Because then yeah. at least, you know, at least there is not just the the guideline, but also a best practice of mm-hmm. what Apple expects you to do on their platform.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I hope this gets better. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not too optimistic, but it could have an impact.
0: Yeah. And I mean realistically, you know, vote with your with your uh holding down the app and the uh, delete button. Like if some someone is too spammy, mm-hmm. just get get rid of them. Unless like if it's not like essential, you know, we we use I don't know, a myriad of delivery apps and I get rid of the ones that were too spammy and well they're not getting our business it's not going to change their policy but if you know mm-hmm. if if enough people just actually bothered by it do that well at least you're supporting the ones that behave better right yeah any what are any other changes no the-
1: I just thought the way that they write those guidelines are a little bit amusing have you guys read these
0: I haven't read them in a while.
1: So under the, uh, I read quite a lot of it now when there were updates coming out. But under the, for example, the copycat section, they write, "Come up with your own ideas." Oh yeah, we know you have them, so make them come to life. I found that that
0: also one of the new guidelines is that the spam um, one. No, 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 no. The um, that. Dating apps are now considered yeah, yeah. in the same quality as fart apps.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's that's another thing I found amusing. So this the dating app, so specifically what this is about is that you shouldn't create apps in a crowded space. Mm-hmm. But this is under the subsection four point three spam. And I mm-hmm. found this to be interesting that they call it spam.
0: Mm. Yeah, it will be interesting how how that's being evaluated. Yeah. Um it's uh, those kind of things are, are also tricky, mm. but it's interesting that dating apps are now in a in in that group. I know. In in general, it's, it's probably if you strange. look at that group, you if you have a yeah. business idea, look at that group. If you're part of that, maybe look for something else. <laughs> it
1: is a very strange group. So it's f- uh, the whole thing is fart, burp, flashlight, fortune telling, dating, and Kama sutra. <laughs> yep. Like those are very specific, but dating in general is it's a little bit. Harsh to put that in the same category. <laughs> I mean, it's, I just guess- a,
0: it's just a category where where there's a lot, yeah, right? Yeah. Everyone's everyone's making a dating app.
1: Yeah.
2: And that's the thing. I wonder if there's been a problem recently with, um, you know, that we haven't seen with a bunch of people trying to get mm. dating apps or even scammy dating apps through, yep. um, you know, and having yeah, some yeah. absurd $99 so. a month subscription for an app that hardly works yeah. and has three, you know, like we don't know the, the context, but I feel like if that has yeah. changed is probably a good reason.
0: Yeah. They're also surprisingly weird ones. Uh I've heard someone uh on a on a podcast someone uh kinda breaking down how one of those dating apps work where you use in app purchases to to force send people messages. So, yeah, someone who... I know, you know, often dating apps are kind of like... Both of you kind of have to swipe in a specific direction to agree that you're interested in each other and yeah. then you can message. Yeah. But you can pay extra to break through that and you can message oh, people who said no to you and those kind of things. That
1: is so bad. Yeah,
0: and, and you can then like... Yeah, there, there were options to... To pay more for, for your messages to show up higher than your competitors. And it's kind of weird. Like, mm. I, I totally see why that's kind of spammy, junky yeah. app category. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think you guys are right. It's probably quite easy to make a dating app that is spammy, that basically just. Tries to use people and con- like get get them to pay for those things. There
0: are also uh, dating apps that actually where you don't actually talk to people, it's just all like bots that yeah. kind of like generated pictures and names and just to get people to to pay money to then trying to to get in touch with the people that they yeah. see in the pictures yeah. that are not actually real people. I think there's a lot of scam going on yeah. within yeah. the dating space yeah. So putting putting a bit more focus uh, flashlight on those kind of apps <laughs> that might be. Um, uh, a good idea yeah. to 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 evaluate them a bit stricter but i mean it's it's hard it's there's so many apps
1: that are kind of weird yeah yeah no i think all of those are places that would have crowd it would they would be crowded categories but i i do appreciate that they specifically Still say that you can provide apps in this, but you, they have to be unique and high quality and high quality experience. Yeah. I think that makes sense. And I think in general, that's how all apps should be. <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> it should be. Just be generic. They should, they should just say any type of app should be, should be having a unique experience, yeah. but.
0: And high quality in particular. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't mind the uniqueness as much as the high quality. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I just like the fart. App restriction has been in there so long that was still Steve Jobs really? days. Has that uh,
1: actually been a thing for a while? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That? Okay. that was, but I can totally see like Steve just uh, his character, being like, "All right, I'm done with fart apps on this phone. <laughs> I don't want to see any more of them." It's, it's yeah. uh, I, I think that would, could have been a fun meeting when I yeah. to ban fart apps now.
1: Yeah. Uh, another thing that they have is that they seem to be a bit stricter on custom review prompts. Um, yeah. yeah which is pretty good. I think for a while, Apple has provided a like in-app uh, review prompt where you ask the user to rate the app on the App Store. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I often see many apps that still sort of try to get around this, but put in their own sort of pre-prompt before. Mm-hmm. But now they say that um, um, they will specifically, like I think they specifically want people to use their API um, and they will disallow custom review prompt. So I think Wasn't it pretty- already a thing? It was a thing, but I don't really think it was enforced. Yeah, really.
2: sort of. Yeah. Uh, not really enforced. Um, and mm. I, I think it was the recommendation was to use Apple's prompt, but you could still do your own custom. Hey, do you enjoy the app? Um, yeah. If you do, would you like to leave us five stars? If you say no, go to the thing. Um,
1: go to support email. No. <sighs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I, I
0: would really like Apple to be harsher on those because I feel like so many indie developers who do care about the platform follow those recommendations. I know, I know. Put the extra work in to find, alright, what are good heuristics at which I want to prompt the user to rate and then show Apple's native mm. dialogue that... that does exactly that, and it provides
1: a better experience too. It's not just oh, in the developers follows the rules. It's but even more if like, right? this is a reasonable rule, and I think it provides a better experience.
0: But even if even if it would just be a rule and it wouldn't be a better experience, I mean you could challenge it obviously, but enforcing the rules equally across small and large mm-hmm. companies, like realistically, like Uber wouldn't be as worried that Apple would remove them if they violate those rules mm-hmm. as if. Uh, more than the indie developer, right? If if mm-hmm. Apple would decide, hey, we we rip your apps out of the store because you violated something, you're like, alright, I can no longer afford food. Um so I, I think there is there isn't there's a lot of value in enforcing rules equally across every player on the app store in mm-hmm. order to actually have a level playing field. Because if you say it's a level playing field unless you already have all the power, you know, then then it's it's really not. <laughs> mm. And it makes it harder for the small ones than for the big ones. And I think that's that's not right. So if there's actually more enforcement, again, I don't know how Apple will enforce that because I don't think Apple employees will start ordering food through <laughs> delivery apps in order to see if they then prompt for certain ratings. And, but you
1: realistically, know. I would think many people who work at Apple do use delivery apps. Sure. And they would have run into those sort of spammy marketing things, but...
0: They should just add a, you know, like a bounty program. If you find yeah. uh, push notification spam or or rating spam, take a screenshot, submit it, mm. and then you get a, a App Store credit.
1: <laughs> then, you, then you get a free $10 fedora credit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't know. Could, could turn into quite the hostile uh, <laughs> society. Or it might make the App Store better. I don't know. Voice a shot. Moving on. Yes. Do you want to give an update on Orbit, Manen?
1: Have we said the name on the
0: show before? I don't know. If we have not, we settled on a name.
1: For our uh, macOS app slash um, revolutionary product.
0: And future iOS app. <laughs> uh, yeah, so our time tracking and invoicing app is called Orbit. And uh, got the name on the App Store. So that was surprising. At least on, on, the,
1: uh, on the Mac App Store. On the Mac,
0: on iOS. Yeah. Probably... I mean,
1: I don't know if that's surprising. There are not that many Mac <laughs> apps uh, yep. on the App Store right now. But I'm very happy that we got that. It's a very simple name. Mm. Um, I feel like... I like that it's a product name that's not just like saying what the product does. Yeah. It's a, it's an actual separate name, which I think because is quite nice. Because it can
0: nice. grow as it gets better and cooler and more fun. <laughs> and more functional.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, and we came up with a logo for it, which is a uh, rocket. Yep. A nice uh,
0: app icon that I will add as the chapter mark for this ooh, chapter.
1: Yeah, I like that. Um, And yeah, I feel like it's going pretty well. Um we have had a bit of back and forth on what we want to include in this build but in in the 1.0 build but i think we have decided to spend a little bit extra time on it now to get some niceties into this build so we have been i've been working on a um special like um What do you call it? Like a overview of like a, like a dashboard that sort of shows you an overview. That's literally what we're calling it. <laughs> it's it's showing you an overview of how much time you've been working over the last four weeks or the last um like couple of months um, or <laughs> whatever other time whatever other unit you, <laughs> you want to use. Let's not go through all of them. Yeah. Um, So I've been working on some niceties. Kai has been working on adding some nice like color pickers and just adding some more stylistical stuff to the app. And in general, we've been working a lot on polishing it lately so that okay. we have a bit more... There were things that weren't really irritating, but I think now when they're fixed, it really adds some niceties to the app. Um And I feel like one reason why I'm motivated to spend a bit more time on it is because I don't feel as... I don't feel like I have to release this as urgently right now. I think people, if we we were sort of hoping that this would be like a, I think Kai and I, we would like to have like a, not like a marketing thing, but we want to be able to focus on like releasing blog posts and those type of things and really talk about our app. But I feel like right now, the whole society is sort of focused on the coronavirus and conferences being canceled. So I'm quite happy to spend a little bit more time polishing this So that, because I don't feel like we already have to release it. But at and the It also time, doesn't
0: feel like the celebration of a new app kind of mindset yeah. at the moment. I feel like everyone, including ourselves, right? We're very focused on what's going on in the world instead of...
1: Yeah, I think it's not... We haven't been very impacted by a coronavirus, but I think... It's definitely a distraction and it does make us focus on a few other things than we than we normally would do. So it slows us down a bit because of that, but I also think I feel less in a hurry to release it. But right on now. the flip
0: side, we also think there is probably there will be more people tracking their time now, considering that more people will probably work from home and probably over the next few weeks and months to develop more natural working um times, right? It's it's kinda of weird. In, in general that people are expected especially within like design and development and freelancing jobs to work nine to five that's very fairly rare you know i i think if people would be left to their own devices it would be a lot more common especially working from home to work maybe a couple hours in the morning then mm-hmm. go for a walk or like some kind of break in the middle of the day to get some light and some sun and some outdoor time um, and then come back to work, work another few hours, get food, and then maybe work another hour in, in the evening. I think that's that's not unlikely to happen if we stay in this kind of state of more and more people working from home mm-hmm. and kind of getting companies getting more comfortable with people being on their own schedules. Um, yeah, so and but I
1: think if you're on your own schedule, you still want to track how much time you spend. Right?
0: Yeah, and, and as a result of that, people like... I, I think a lot of people are... Potentially, like uh, in Australia in particular, invoicing for contractors is often happening on a per-day basis. I wonder if that might also shift to something that's a bit more hourly-based, considering uh, that it's... I don't know. I don't know if that will stay the same that people are expected to work per day. Either way, um, we decided to uh, give it some more time. Um, We are now at... A handful two handfuls of testers or so, so that's also good getting some feedback um but we're we're still planning on releasing it soon ish um but we're probably giving an extra couple of weeks to get it a bit more polished as far as we as we can mm, and yeah. kind of seeing what world, uh, what state the world is in 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 in, in a couple of weeks, <laughs> but still
2: yeah, I'm not sure that anybody is like I'm not sure it's a good time to be launching. Things at the moment, it seems like uh, a lot of just it's it's unavoidable, but everything everyone's talking about the virus
1: constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like even if it's something that would be usable for people and people might be wanting it, it just just feels like it's nothing that's like we want it to be an exciting time where we can like write a lot about Uh, it and. I, uh, I'm not saying that people. I'm not saying that it will give a big splash if it wouldn't be like a, a big virus outbreak. But I think, at least releasing it when people are a bit more perceptive to like new exciting things, I think that would be a probably big no, good. definitely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but
0: it's also for us, right? We're more excited to talk about something that we're excited about. Well, not everything is on fire.
1: Yeah. Another thing that I'm actually that we realized quite recently that we're pretty happy about is that we in the beginning when we started working on orbit we were thinking about renting an office space for us to have a place to work out of and we were thinking about a co-working space and we're very happy that we didn't do that now because i feel like we would not be able to get the use out of that co-working good space point.
0: Yeah. yeah we considered either yeah either co-working space or renting space together with friends but both of those options do not sound super appealing no, right go. now i say you're right yeah, yeah. So we saved ourselves a few thousand dollars. So that's, I guess, uh, and I mean, the stock market completely crashed. So also lost ourselves a few thousand dollars. Yeah. So we'll see. We we'll get all. We we'll get through this all together.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I think I, I don't mind continuing working on it. It's just um, I I I do I do in general enjoy it. I enjoy working from from our home. I don't think in general I don't think the virus has really impacted our workflow. We've been sort of isolated since since we started working on this project um and in hindsight that's probably a pretty good thing um but yeah i am excited to release and i think we'll continue talking about it but yeah definitely going to spend a few more weeks on it just to to polish it up and i think there are many things that we want to add and we have like a laundry list of things that we would like to make like would like to have in 1.0 so why not sort of continue shipping away on those things
0: but it's also it's not about feature creep really we're not going to add a lot more just the things we planned for 1.1 like the plan was to 1.1 kind of working and out uh 1.1
1: 1.0 working yeah
0: 1.0 being working night needs but not necessarily super polished but but available 1.1 kind of addressing kind of immediate uh, features that we wanted plus some of the bug fixes and then 1.2 being p- kind of fo- uh, focused more on polishing. So now we move to polishing phase a bit, bit earlier, but I think that's okay. And then realistically, um, as long as we ship before uh, DubDub and before September, um, I, I do not expect there not to be a decent amount of changes. You know, realistically, Apple kept working on SwiftUI this year. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably see... Uh, a certain amount of changes coming our way anyways that we need to deal with and potentially, hopefully, fixing some of our the issues that we couldn't work around. Mm. So then we might get some of the polish for free and come September for people who Yeah, upgrade. but
1: I still think we want to release before September. Yeah, no? sure.
0: Yeah. But yep. my point is, like, the app might just get better by itself. Like Certain things like scroll bars are a bit yeah. weird in in SwiftUI and macOS at the moment. Yeah. So that might just get better by itself. So just you upgrading your computer might mean you get a more polished app. Mm. So it's also, it it will all work out.
1: (laughs) It will be fine.
0: All right, should we wrap it up considering that Zach is uh, starting his uh, quarantine work soon? (laughs) (laughs) Sure.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, then we still have Lightspeed and and subscription. I don't think we
1: ever will talk about Lightspeed. I think we should just (laughs) take this out of our yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of blown, blown over now. I think a lot of other things have happened afterwards. Yeah. So I don't know. But no, I thought I'd go with
0: this as a running gag, but okay, we can also just kill the running gag right here. <laughs> if... huh. I guess that's the state the world is in. Oh, um, <laughs> mm.
1: um,
0: cool. But good catching up with you again, Zach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Likewise, a couple Happy weeks later, made it expected. back.
2: Hey, um. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. All
1: right. Hope that everything yeah. went well. Um, Were the airports crowded, by the way?
2: So, going there, not so much. Coming home, it seemed pretty much business as usual. Um, not that I have, oh, okay. like, so it it wasn't can easily like- compare, but you know, uh, it seemed pretty...
1: But it wasn't like really long lines. I heard in the US uh, some airport had been uh, yeah, It crowded. wasn't
2: ridiculous, uh, but it was basically as normal okay. as you'd expect. Uh, I think people are really trying to rush home before more and more travel bans uh, inevitably mm-hmm. come into effect so yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, i think it's it's just reading the news even this morning there's been more and more um so i think it's going to be a common like common travel bans and also making people stay from home so stay at home mm-hmm. um yeah it's gonna be fun
0: mm. also uh life update before we uh um, disconnect Discord. Uh, Discord just updated their server status to um, investigating. Ah. We're currently investigating an issue where a number of Discord servers are completely unavailable. So oh, wow.
2: we seem to be able not, to not... verify that that's a thing because our call just cut out. We're now <laughs> yep. <face?"> That's great. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so not that this entire situation is already difficult Mm. enough. So let's throw some more uh, curveballs So what is that? Has the US
2: just finished work and everyone's like jumping on their gaming thing, Discord? Is that what's happened? I guess the Mm -hmm. East Coast
0: would have, but I don't know what's going on. See, and now
2: everyone gets home at the same time. No one has a commute.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I also don't know what what server infrastructure Discord is on. Are they on AWS or like, I don't know what they're using. Hmm. Who knows? Maybe there are just in general the the internet has probably a bit more load on it at the <laughs> moment than. That. But I
1: think didn't you say that the Stadia servers in Spain were completely?
0: Yeah, they overloaded. were also jammed. As like, I don't know if it was the Google servers or if it was like the interchanges in between. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have mm-hmm. if you force everyone to be at home, everyone's on on the network so mm-hmm. there's in general i mean this is also a good indication of how bs all the data caps are in general because if it can sustain whatever is going on right now mm-hmm. having data caps any other day in the year is completely absolutely yeah. arbitrary Interestingly, a lot of australian sh-
2: um uh, fixed line internet providers are giving either extra data or bumping people up to unlimited for a while um i think
0: yeah which which they do not really deserve no. any credit for because it's an arbitrary limitation yep. in the first place, and it that they can just give it out without anything <laughs> just shows how how arbitrary and unreasonable it yeah, is in the first. I saw place. a good tweet that was but like, sure. well, "Why don't
2: you just bump everyone up to the maximum speed too while you're at it?" <laughs> That's like really stressed <laughs> yeah, was- thing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but it's so it's so weird. It's like if your water company would say, "You know what? Your water is just completely cut off if you yeah. use too much." It's like that's not how any of this. And water is at least it's consumable.
1: Water is a commo- it's a consumable.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 super arbitrary, and just shows yeah. how arbitrary it is. Maybe maybe that's another good outcome. Maybe we actually get rid of data caps in the places of the world where we still have them for yeah, some maybe. reason. Probably not. Right. Probably they will just use it as, <laughs> as damages that they then want the government to, to give them as tax credit because they voluntarily gave all the people hundreds of thousands of dollars yes. of free data.
1: Who
2: knows? Um, so I'll probably chat with you on the weekend, maybe after a big week of announcements from Apple. Who knows? We don't, we don't yeah. know. Maybe yeah. we'll have new versions of Xcode and iOS and all the things. Maybe not. We'll see.
0: Wouldn't that be a fun way of... Of uh, spending your week indoors. Yeah, yeah, I
2: mean, look, if there's, mm, if there's like, new things to check out every morning, I'd be cool with that. Um, yeah. Mm. All
1: right. Cool. Awesome. Right. It's great I chatting with you. Happy week. that you made it home safely. And, yeah, good luck.
0: I wonder if they will also add a very complicated way of getting the weather forecast. That would be nice if I could convert 70 into radiance to then infer the wind direction. You know there's Fahrenheit for that.
1: do you understand my explanation though uh yeah yeah but it seems unnecessary
0: yeah (laughs) yeah talking to an american about the weather it's it's two teaspoons and four cups
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that weather was 88 miles per hour (laughs) (laughs)
0: all right